Imagine that with Robin Richie presents a virtual musical celebration of the life and ministry of Elder Eric Cameron Foster. Ladies and gentlemen, featuring the following musical guests, soloist Vernell Lewis, soloist Alicia Smith, dancer Nadia Lawton with the vocals of Elder E. Cameron Foster. She got her new release, Drop featuring Sam Peasy, we talking about Donna Smith, AJ Swindell, our Minister of Music for this evening, from Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated, U Sigma Chapter President, State of Mississippi, Sonaris D. Green. Enough is Enough by Carl Brewster. From Jacksonville, Florida, Deacon Clary Grant. From Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated, Ridgeland, Mississippi, James a. Martin. Elder Johnson, can you lead us through prayer, please? Amen. Let us pray. Eternal God, we thank you for being the Alpha and the Omega. We thank you for being our everything. God, we celebrate right now for our dear brother, for Elder God. We thank you for his life, for his legacy, for his love. We thank you, God, for everything that we have experienced with him. God, we thank you that we're celebrating him on tonight, God, and we're lifting you up, Jesus. We're giving you all the praise, the honor, and the glory. Thank you for this opportunity, God. We thank you for this chance. We give you praise, we give you honor, and we give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Elder Sharon Johnson, thank you so very much for setting the tone with that wonderful opening prayer. Bless you. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you our executive producer and director, Ms. Robin Ritchie. Thank you. Soloist Vernell Lewis. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, how I love, how I love, how I love calling your name. Oh, Jesus. Nobody but Jesus 
Every day, every day, every day, your name is the same. Uh -huh. When my troubles surround me, ooh, I didn't have to dispatch. Lord, you told me that you'd be right there. Seems like my problem has just begun. But I didn't have to worry no more. Cause it was already won. Oh, Jesus. Nobody but Jesus. Oh, how I love, how I love, how I love, how I love. Calling your name, oh, Jesus. Nobody but Jesus. Oh, every day, every day, every day, your name is the same. Uh -huh. I remember the time when I felt so all alone. Oh, yes. Lord, you told me that you'd be right there. Sometimes in the morning, sometimes late, late at night. Oh, yes, when I got up off my knees, Jesus, everything was all, all right. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, nobody but Jesus. Oh, how I love, how I love, how I love, how I love calling your name. Oh, Jesus, my Robin Shadow, my Lily of the Valley, how I love calling your name. Oh, come on, Jesus, come on, Jesus, come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus, every day, every day, every day, your name is the same. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Thank yes. you for blessing us with that beautiful rendition. Dr. F. Bernard Mitchell, pastor of Zion Hill Baptist Church, from Mendenhall, Mississippi, our keynote speaker. God bless each and every one of you. I thank you for the invitation. Uh, Eric meant a lot to our church family. Uh, he was a member of our church when he passed away. His brothers chose to uh, let his final resting place be in our cemetery. So he's at home here being taken care of still, even in our cemetery. He meant a lot, uh, even in such a short time to our church family. He just jumped right in as Eric does in his spirit. We were also uh, Sigma brothers, that's how we met. And then uh, he ended up coming and being a part of our church family. He was always supportive of our ministry, always supportive of my personal ministry. Uh, he is deeply uh, missed and we pray God's blessings upon all of those that he came in contact with because we know everyone is uh, hurting from missing Eric. Eric was a wonderful kind spirit. Uh, to someone. He just made you feel like you were the best person in the world in his support and his love that he gave to you. So we're in prayer for his family and for 
our friends all over the country. Uh, very briefly, in 1 Timothy chapter 6, the, just the first clause of verse 12 says to fight the good fight of faith. There's three things that I want to briefly bring out in this fight. First of all, the reality of the fight. Life is a battle. Life is filled with battles. You're going to have to fight some fights. Regardless if you are a child of God and God is on your side, you still have fights to fight. That you have to fight the fight every single day of your life to be able to, to walk the way God wants you to walk. Uh, you have to fight physical fights when you have to deal with sicknesses that's in your body. You have to fight the fight of bills. You have to fight the fight of family trouble. You have to fight the fight of just making it day by day. The reality of this life is it is a fight. Man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. It is part of the fight. You have to have the reality that there is a battle that you have to deal with, that Satan is my adversary. According to the scripture, once I become a child of God, I am no longer his partner. I become his opponent. And so he's going to attack me every single day of trying his best to try to cause me to leave and miss what God has in store for me. Just like Eric had to do and all of us, you have to fight that good fight all the way until the end. Not only do I find that you have to have the reality that there is a fight, but then you have to have the benefits of the fight. The benefits of the fight, he described it in the adjective on how to fight. He said, fight the good fight of faith, which means that it's a way that the child of God fights. I can't fight like everybody else. And sometimes in fighting that fight, it makes me look weak instead of meek. Sometimes in fighting that kind of fight, it makes me look soft instead of being strong. But in the truth of the matter is when I fight, the good fight is, the benefit of the fight is that I'm not fighting by myself. If I'm fighting my own fight, fighting it my own way, then therefore I have to fight for it my own self. But because I'm fighting the good fight of faith, believing that I'm not on the battlefield all by myself, I got somebody that's fighting for me that when I can't fight, he will fight. And some fights, you can ask Jehazaphat, Eric, myself, and Robin, that before you even get in the fight, he's already won the battle before you even get there because you decided to walk the good fight and fight it a faithful way. I got to fight it not only knowing that I have a person beside me that's fighting with me that a God God that's on my side, but I have to fight it to the fact of understanding that somebody is watching me fight. That just like Eric, somebody is watching you. Somebody always has their eyes on you. Somebody see how you fight. And sometimes your fight influences their fight. Let me say that again. Sometimes the way you fight influences their fight. So therefore I must be an example. And the footsteps in the fight that I leave it goes on even after I'm gone. That's why months later we're still talking about Eric Foster. It's not what he's fighting now, but it's the footsteps that he left in the fight that causes us to keep on going. What are your footsteps going to lead somebody else's to? What are your fights going to do in order to influence somebody else on how to fight the good fight of faith? Fighting the good fight means that I love my enemies. I pray for those that despitefully misuse me. I bless those that curse me. I turn the other cheek. Fighting the good fight means that I forgive instead of holding it against my foes. Fighting the good fight means that even though I'm shedding tears, I still try to share joy with somebody else. Fighting the good fight means that even though it looks 
that's despairing. I'm the one that stands up with the hope. I got to be able to fight the fight, but I got to fight it the right way. I got to fight it God's way. Thirdly and lastly, not only do I find that you have the reality that it is a fight, that you're going to have a battle and how you're going to fight and the benefits of the battle of fighting it the right way. But lastly, you got the blessings of the battle. The blessings of the battle, if you look beyond that comma of the first clause, it says fight the good fight of faith, but it then says holding on to eternal life, which means that my fight is not really about this fight. My fight helps me in my present because I'm holding on to my future. In other words, that when I'm holding on to something, I got a grasp on it, which means I'm fighting for something bigger than where I am right now that whoever I'm talking to, I need to encourage you that you got a bigger fight than what you think you got. You got a fight that holds on to things eternal, things that are immortal, things that will last a whole lot longer. I'm not trying to hold on to possession. I'm trying to hold on to my peace. I'm not trying to hold on to something that will make me happy. I'm trying to hold on to the things that give me joy. That's why I have to watch the people that walk before me. When I watch Eric Foster, I realize that I'm not holding on just to his memory. I'm holding on to his maker. I'm holding on to eternal things, not those that are temporary. When I look beyond where I'm at and see where I'm going, I'm trying to figure out that why is it so important? I'm holding on to eternity. The beauty about being a child of God is when you fight, other things become irrelevant. You quit worrying about the stuff that others worry about. You quit looking at the th things that others look at. You quit wondering what others have that you want to have. You start looking at things that's more important like friendship and family and forgiveness and favor of God. You start loving people the way they need to be loved, not the way they act like they should be loved. You start holding on to things of eternity. Therefore, when you get to the point to where you don't know if it's going to be like Eric at 49, or you're going to be blessed like those like Cicely Tyson at 99, you don't know when you're going to leave. You don't know what you're going to go through. But when you hold on to eternity, you know that I have things already that's more important than the things that are around me. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Build your hope on things eternal. Just hold to God's unchanging hand. I got to go now. Good evening, New York. Hope to see you again one day real soon. When all else fails, build your hope on things eternal and hold to God's unchanging hand. God bless you. Amen. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you would please join me in giving a warm round of applause for our keynote, none other than Dr. F. Bernard Mitchell, pastor of Zion Hill Baptist Church in Mendenhall, Mississippi. Thank you again. Bless you, Pastor.
Wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, from Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated, New Sigma Chapter President from the state of Mississippi, Mr. Sonaris Green. Greetings, everybody. Thank you for the introduction. Um, I've got my nice little timer over here to make sure that I stay on cue, Miss Miss Robin. Uh, one thing I will say uh, that I remember most uh, about my dear brother, and I will say, um, Brother Foster, um, we loved upon the brother when he was here, and um, um, we had an opportunity to share uh, and remember him um, in his passing. Uh, but one of the things I remember was as difficult as it was for me and the exec board to do a lot of things, both on the local level and the state level. People have huge expectations and uh, put a lot of weights on you. And at the end of the day, they think that you can carry everything that's given to you by the world. Uh, and if you do it well, uh, people don't allow you to make mistakes. Uh, might make your day a little difficult and hard. And what I could always rely on with, with Eric was he was that uh, – ever-present calm spirit and was always available to be he would put his he would find me and would put his hand on my shoulder and say brother you're doing an awesome job uh god loves you i love you and there's nothing you can do about it and it did so much for me to know that there were there were angels around like him who always um not just about um strictly ministry but being a minister uh, and paying attention to people's needs uh, and recognizing when somebody was hurting, uh, even when they didn't recognize when they needed the help. And I think that's one of the WWJD true elements that really were exemplified by the way he lived. Uh, in my last couple of seconds of speaking about him, I, I would also uh, tell people that Eric came back and day one when I met him, uh, I had just taken office as president. He was one of the first brothers who came up and uh, we all I knew him as was New York, and he had on a, a pinstripe mustard mustard suit on with some with some uh, snake shoes, and you know that ain't that ain't Mississippi red around here. So he was, he was <laughs> different looking brother. Uh, not to mention that he was he for me because I, I you know I ain't short or nothing, but uh, looking at looking up to him, he was a very statue type of a guy. Uh, but he was very calm and well spoken in his first words to uh, and the. The, the consistency of Eric was so profound. The first words he ever said to me were, were the exact last words and, and standing words that I ever, ever knew about him, um, which was that, you know, brother, do what you can, where you can, uh, for as many people as you can, for as long as you can. Uh, and as long as you do that, God will always find favor and you'll always find blessings. And if I had to sum up who Eric, the type of person he was, um, it reminds me of two stories, um, biblically, um, of the, the story of Paul, as he spoke of in Philippians, uh, about being in all things, being content. Me and Eric would talk a lot of times about what, what we would like to have, you know, everybody would like to have the Bentley, the big house, you know, the, the mansion and, and all these things. But at the end of the day, uh, happiness is determined, um, by what you make it and, and, that being living a life um, that's pleasing for God and one that you self-define what success is for you. Um, and so he kind of always, you know, used to tell me, brother, just be, be mindful that there's sometimes in life that you'll have a lot. There's sometimes you'll have little, but in either, um, be content. Um, the other thing I would, would, would say would be the story of the little drummer boy. Um, yeah. Eric might not have had 
uh, houses and land. But like the little drummer boy, whatever he had, the best of what he had, he always gave to God. Um, and he was such an outstanding um, right-hand man, uh, brother, and a friend to have, to walk life with. Um, I was telling uh, the brothers that, you know, even with me, I get uber busy doing things. And it wasn't until I had done, we had created this memorial ceremony uh, and did it virtually similar to this. And that was when I, even though I had produced it, it wasn't until I was sitting watching it with the brothers that it hit me how much we had lost in the last year and how much those brothers meant to us. Uh, and again, I guess in his last, even in, in the memorial remembering him, uh, Eric was reminding me that brother, at the end of the day, you have to take time um, to love people while you can. I appreciate seeing and meeting so many other people from New York who I've never met who love them the same way. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of this tonight. Um, uh, enjoy the rest of the celebration, uh, and I look forward to seeing you all in the future. Well, thank you. If it was a cause that was near and dear to his heart, he supported everyone in that initiative. When I produced Conversations in the Key of Black, which was a men's, a virtual men's open forum, which was a three-day event, because he understood the importance and the magnitude of what was happening throughout the United States to our men and our women also. And so I will always be indebted to him for the support that he gave and what he brought to the panel. What we'd like to do right now is to share a video with you that of which I believe sums up Eric's belief in activism and racial equality. Enough is enough. Call Brister. Great until black lives 
Absolutely magnificent. Thank you. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Call Brister. Hi, Robin. And thank you for, you know, allowing me to be here um, to celebrate the life of this um, awesome man, you know, Elder Cameron. Um, and, you know, if this is what his life was about, then I stand in agreement with him and, and, and thankful that his life touched so many. My hope really is that this song gives words to those who can't find them. And we need real change. We have hope, but we do need to see change. And I, I just hope that in the spirit of, of Elder Cameron, that we continue to keep that line in the sand of this being enough is enough and encourage um, one another to stand strong and to continue to um, press until we see the change that we need to see. I thank you on behalf of all of the illustrious guests who have joined us in celebration and in honor of this tribute to the ministry of Elder E. Cameron Foster. God bless you. Thank you so much. God bless you and all that you're doing. And, and thank you to everyone uh, for listening to, to what God placed in my heart to share. Mr. James Martin. Good evening. Um, good evening. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Um, Robin, it is a pleasure to be here um, and to, to speak on my brother's behalf. Um, though we weren't born of the same mother, we were born of the same father, and I mean heavenly father. Um, I called him Foster, and when I first met um, Foster, I met him in 2017, and he was in the gym. I'm a personal trainer, and um, he was wearing a fraternity shirt, and I hadn't, hadn't seen his brother, and I'm, I'm one of those where I don't meet a stranger. And so I introduced myself to him, and uh, and we hit it off. And at that time, he wasn't really active, and you know, with our fraternity, and 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 really didn't know many people because he worked at Piney Woods. And so he spent a lot of time working with the children at Piney Woods. It was just something about his spirit that that we connected. And I invited him to one of our, our chapter meetings, and and I said, man, I said I want you to come and, and meet some people. Uh, you know, you're you're here all the way from New York. You don't have family here. And, and he was telling me about the story with his family. And um, he, he had come down to Mississippi again um, because he was a graduate of Jackson State. And he had came back down to Mississippi from New York and to take care of his mother. And um, his mother had passed. He just was a really, really, really great spirit. And so he, he told me, he said, he said man, he said, uh, I don't really deal with a lot of people, he said, but it's something about your spirit. And, and I told him the same thing. I said, man, you know, 
you know, it's just, it's, it just, we felt we just ultimately just, just downright connected. And even though he was a foot taller than I, he, I always, he always made you feel like you were on his level. And um, he was a humble guy. I found out later that year after around Christmas, we had got together again for Christmas, um, doing some community service. I found out he, he spent, he, he, he spent Thanksgiving by himself. And so I said, brother, in Mississippi, family don't spend Thanksgiving by themselves. I said, you can't do that anymore. He's like, man, you know, I, you know, I said, nope. I said, look, I said, for Thanksgiving, you're coming to my house. I said, we don't do that here. And so for the last, for, for two years straight, and every year, he was, he came to my, he came to my, came to our family's house for Thanksgiving. Last year was the first year out of the three years that he didn't, didn't make it to Thanksgiving. And so um, I, I talked to him on the phone. I said, yeah, I said, I, I said, Foster, man, we're going to have, we got to get together for the new year when all of this is over with. He said, most, most, for sure, most definitely. But what I remember about Foster doing our Thanksgiving um, dinners and meetings, he saw him karaoke. We did karaoke with my kids. I have two kids, wife and kids. Foster just, he just melted into the family. And, you know, here's this 6'6 guy from New York with this New York swag, gator boots, just, you know, full suit. And, you know, here he is, microphone singing. And I, I really didn't know Foster could actually sing until in, eight, in, um, in 18 when he was at our house singing for, um, for Thanksgiving. And he was doing care. I was like, man, that's all right. But one of his things was not only could he sing, he could also rap. Rapper's delight. We have a video where he's rapping. He just was the life. And, and he always reminded me, he said, he said, brother, wherever you go, I'm there for you. Um, I serve as the, the social action chairman um, for our chapter here and in in for the Jackson metropolitan area. So we're doing voter registration. We're sleeping out for the homeless. We're um, raising money and, and, and raising supplies for our homeless shelter that we adopted. And Foster always told me, he said, James, whatever you need me to do, I'll be there said you are family and I always you know we always call each other brother one of the things I've learned in this life that you will meet a lot of people you'll meet a lot of cousins you'll meet a lot of frats you'll meet a lot of a lot of friends but very few do you really meet brothers because it's not just words it's more about actions and that spirit and it it it, it, it shook me when I heard the news Eric, Foster was the reason why I met you. Um, he told me about you. He said, man, this is my family. He said, um, I want you to, um, he said, she, she needed a panelist for her conversations um, in the key of black. And, and, and you were the first person I thought of. And when, that's the only thing I needed to hear about you, Robin, was that you was family. Because um, Foster was dear to me. And when I got the news, it, it shook me because of the, the, the suddenness of it, because I had just saw him post on, on Facebook, you know, Happy New Year to everybody. And we had just, you know, we was doing all those things. And I was like, what? And, and it, shook my, it shook me, but it didn't stir my spirit. And the reason why I say it didn't stir my spirit is because I knew what type of God that Foster served. That being said, I was indeed relieved that I know where Foster is. I know that he is in a much better place. I know that there's no more sickness. 
No more pain. No more physical or mental, emotional pain. He's free. And I know that he's looking down on all of us right now. And, and, and I'm just truly blessed to have met him, to, to meet other people who loved him. Because he was a genuine brother, yeah. period. Um, and I, I'm going to miss him a lot. Thank you all for just letting me speak on that. From Brookhaven, Mississippi, Minister Shane Banks. Jesus Christ is the Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the first and the last. It's all about Jesus. It's about Jesus before time. It's about Jesus during time. It'll be about Jesus after time. It will always be about Jesus Christ. Good evening, my brothers and sisters. When I caught, when I dealt with E, it was always on the spot. It was always something on the spot. And he was always telling me, you be ye always ready. That was his thing with me. And we always would laugh about it. Eric, he, he hosted a, a Good Friday program one Sunday. And if you know him, he didn't have, he, he would just find some place to make something happen, to make God's word go forth, to, to find a place anywhere. He would just set up anywhere for worship. Like, Man, this dude was, he was different. He, was, he wasn't like anybody else. He was special. I do want to thank you to, to all of you who are present on tonight. I do bring you greetings from Brookhaven, Mississippi, from Mount Wade Missionary Baptist Church, where I'm on the leadership of Dr. Randolph Hamilton and actually Pastor Bernard, Dr. Bernard Mitchell. That, that is actually my pastor's pastor, so he's a pop to me in the in this in this ministry so i was so glad when eric moved over there and got under his leadership i was man that was amazing for me to uh see him move over there and, and, and connect with him so i knew he was going to be okay again thank everybody that's listening in to god's word everybody that's had something to do with this program all of the pastors who are on all of the jesus christ the name yeshua yeshua means savior he's more so our savior than anything he not only wants to say he already didn't give you heaven he already you got that already that's why you're supposed to live a life of thankfulness a life of gratefulness saying thank you 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 all when all things give thanks to what the bible said your whole life should be a life of thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you through the way you live giving Amen. of himself to the very last moment getting to the heart of the crux of what it is that you're saying and so we're we're honoring the ministry of a man who operated selflessly to meet the needs of someone else i am so happy that you were blessed by his life as we have been amen god bless you minister soloist alicia smith Amen, amen, amen. The storms of life will blow. They are sure to come and go. They meet us all at a time when we're calm and doing fine. But the captain of our soul He's always on board. He'll rock you in his arms while riding through the storm. While riding through the storm, Jesus holds me in his 
And I am not afraid of the stormy winds, nor o'er the waves. Though the tide becomes high, he'll still hold me while I ride. I have found safety in his arms while riding through the storm, through the storms while I'm riding through, while I'm riding through the storm, yeah. I don't have to worry about failure because I'm riding with Jesus and I'm riding through the storms, yeah. I know that the wind is on my back and Jesus is in front of me. I'm riding, riding, riding. I'm riding, riding, riding with the kings of kings, yeah. Oh, and even in the midst of the greatest storm, I have peace. I have joy and so much more. And even in the midst of, even in the midst of my trials, I know I'm sure to win. Hallelujah. Yeah. Whoa. I'm riding, riding through the storm with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. While I am riding, oh Lord, I'm riding through the storm. That was lovely. Thank you. Anointed and appointed soul sisters, New York City, April Abraham and Gwen Robinson. Good evening, everyone. <clears throat> the broken chain. We little knew the day God was going to call your name. In life, we loved you dearly. In death, we do the same. It broke our hearts to lose you. You did not go alone. For part of us went with you the day God called you home. You left us beautiful memories. Your love is still our God. And although we cannot see you, you are always at our side. Our family, Our family chain is broken, and, and nothing, nothing seems the same. the same. But as God calls us one by one, the chain, the chain will, will link, link again. again. We are the anointed and appointed soul sisters. I am Sister Gwendolyn Robinson. Every time I think of Eric C. Forster, he made sure that we got his name right. Um, he was on our sister, soul sister Sunday prayer list. And one Sunday he came on, he always had a song and he always had a theme. And one Sunday he came on and his theme was, I'm a hustler. So in the background, we hear this song, I'm a hustler, I'm a, I'm a hustler. So I'm saying, uh oh, did, did um, Eric C. Forster lose his mind? We on the prayer, we on the prayer line and he's playing, I'm a hustler. But then his strong voice came on and he, he always just got everybody revved up with his strong hallelujah. And he said to everyone, I am a hustler for the Lord. 
I was like, wow, wow. He took that circular song and he turned it into something else. And whatever song, circular song he came on singing, he made a connection not only to the old, but he also made a connection with the young. Like everyone was so excited. Is Reverend Forster, what song he's coming on with this week? So every time I hear his name now, I remember that day he came on and he said, I'm a hustler. I'm a hustler for the Lord. This man loved the Lord. Like the words that came out his mouth, his actions, his motions, his feelings, that it was felt across the phone lines. And that's hard to do. We didn't see each other, but his voice and his love for the Lord made everyone excited on that phone. And I will truly miss him, but he's always in my heart. So thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, Robin, for putting this beautiful program together. It's a blessing to speak about someone who did a lot of great things, and I appreciate you. Thank you. I'm going to turn it over to my sister, April. Peach, as uh, Reverend Forster used to call us, it's Peaches and uh, Herb, okay? <laughs> so thank you for putting together this wonderful tribute. And to all the people who went before, thank you for all the beautiful words and um, I'm just loving it. But we are here today to pay tribute and our respect to a man of God, our brother, um, Elder Forster. And basically what I can say about Reverend Forster is the measure of a life is not in the duration, but it's in the donation. And Elder Forster definitely donated that in his life. But this would not be the end of his, of his story because the memory of his life and the influence of his life remains. Um, because he committed his life to God and the work of God, he was energized by a power greater than his natural world understands. We all knew Elder Force as a great friend, a wonderful speaker, but uh, one of the things that caused me to be so highly respected of him was his great love for saving souls. Uh, Reverend Forster did it in speaking, he did it in music, he reached adults as well as the um, children. Um, he has such a unique way of speaking to them and bringing them and drawing them. In a sense, he was a real hero to me. He did have and he continues to have my highest respect. I will deeply miss him. Um, he was always, I called him my brother from a different mother. And I was his sister from a different minister. Uh, but I rejoice that he's with my savior, Jesus. And in honor of my friend, I'm just going to simply say in closing, to know him was to love him. And to know who he was, was just an honor. And I will say that he loved you. And there was nothing that you can do about that. And that was one of his um, sayings when he signed off on our conference call. So once again, um, thank you for having us. It's a real honor to be a part of this esteemed um, tribute to him. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for those so very eloquent words. Um, he touched us profoundly in so many ways. And um, I know he was highly requested on the different uh, prayer comfort lines that he participated in. And um, he took joy and pride in doing this. April Abraham, once again, ladies and gentlemen, um, she is representing anointed and appointed soul sisters along with the very beautiful Gwen Robinson.
from Jacksonville, Florida, Deacon Clary Grant. I could go on and on talking about Reverend Foster, but he was more than just uh, a pastor. He was more than just a good Bible scholar. He was a friend. And far as that is concerned, I mean, I could, I could never, when I heard that he passed, there was a missing link in my life. And um, I always said to myself, I'm not so good that I could never be the person that he was. And I end by simply saying, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. And thank you for allowing me to share. Bless your heart, D. Bless you, man. Dancer Nadia Lawton with the vocals of Elder E. Cameron Foster. I've had some good days. I've had some hills to climb. I've had some weary days. Oh, you could ever be. 
And he turned my midnights into days. That's why I say thank you, Lord. Come on, let's, let's put a pause right here. When the bills are overdue, I said thank you, Lord. When there's sickness all over my body, come on, somebody's been there before. I said thank you, Lord. When he wakes me up in the morning and my feet touch the floor, I said thank you, Lord. When I wake up and I'm in my righteous mind, come on, somebody. I said. You were just listening to the sweet sounds of Elder E. Cameron Foster posthumously. How many of you were aware that he had such a magnificent voice? Just lovely, lovely. Uh, you feel swept away with it. At least that's how I feel every time I hear him sing. I won't complain, and uh, I suspect I will never tire of that because it is just yet another way to hold him near and dear in our hearts. What an outstanding liturgical dance performance by none other than Nadia Lawton. Thank you, my dear. God bless you. That was wonderful. The brother of Elder Eric Cameron Foster, Chad Foster. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you uh, all for the uh, lovely tribute. Um, I'm sure Eric is smiling down with a great cheer on his face for everything that's taking place this evening and everything that will be taking place. I wanted to read a poem for my brother that I had uh, pulled offline. Uh, it's a poem by a poet by the name of Ella Wheeler Wilcox. The name of the poem is The Voice of the Voiceless. So many gods, so many creeds, so many paths that wind and wind, while just the art of being kind is all the sad world needs. I am the voice of the voiceless. Through me, the dumb shall speak. Till the deaf world's ear be made to hear the cry of the worldless weak. Oh, shame on the mother of mortals who have not stopped to teach of the sorrow that lies in dear dumb eyes 
the sorrow that has no speech. The same power turned the sparrow that fashioned man, the king. The God of the whole gave a living soul to furred and to feathered thing. And I am my brother's keeper, and I will fight his fight. And speak the word for the beast and the bird, so the world shall set things right. I thought that was a nice way to put uh, things into perspective as far as the world being my brother's keeper. Um, I am uh, definitely of great gratitude and humility for uh, today's events and. Uh, I'm forever humble. You, you definitely warm my heart, and uh, please continue to pray for the Foster family. We appreciate you all, especially you, Robin. I thank you. Offering our closing remarks and closing prayer, Reverend Grady Zellers, and he is the pastor of Greater Bright Light Missionary Baptist Church of Brooklyn, New York. Pastor Zellers, how are you? How are you doing, uh, uh, Robin? Hey, we, uh, we thank God because we know fault and we love him enough to do what we're doing tonight. So we come together tonight, y'all, to thank God for our friendship. We thank God for the memories that we hold so dear. It's really been a privilege to me to have known Foster and you know me and foster we wasn't just just uh, uh we was family you know we wasn't just friends we was family and uh and, and we're gonna always carry him in our spirits from now until we meet again you know and certainly i know that i'm gonna meet him again because i i i know i, I believe without a doubt that he's in, in that he's in heaven with with, with with jesus and i know about a shadow of doubt that i'm on my way there amen amen share with each other and to uh lift up a man a mighty man of god Somebody that 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 loved the Lord and he loved anybody that he's around. And he, my wife, she she my wife saw everything in him that I wasn't seeing when I first met him. But everything my wife saw in him was right there. He was the best Bible teacher I ever seen. He teach a good Bible class. The youth department loved him so much. I put him, I made him pastor of the youth department. And all of the kids loved him. And all of the, the, the congregation loved him. They, they loved his teaching. And, and and whenever he was singing, I told my wife one song to sing, and he and he lived the song that he loved. I won't complain. No matter what going on around his life, I've never heard him complain. I've never seen him angry. I've never seen him upset. Where your brother was a blessing to this to this world, you can be you can keep that blessing going on through your family. Amen. Your vision of doing this tribute. If y'all would bow your head, let us pray. Oh God, our Father, nor heights, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We celebrate, oh God, Reverend Foster's memories, and we ask that you will fill that empty void that is in our hearts. And we pray this prayer, oh God, in the precious name of your son, Jesus, and let all of God's people say amen. 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 Amen.
Thank you so very much. To everyone who has been a part of this program, those that have entertainers, speakers, the, my, my wonderful co-host and announcer, thank you, Deb, so very much to thank everyone. Sister Vernell Lewis, Dr. F. Bernard Mitchell, who was our keynote, Nadia Lawton, our dancer, Sonaris Green, Alicia Smith, wonderful, wonderful performance. We thank Carl Brister. I'd also like to thank Jane Martin, Deacon Clary Grant, thank April Abraham and Gwen Robinson. They are the anointed and appointed soul sisters. We'd like to thank Minister Shane Banks, Reverend Grady E. Zellers, to thank my wonderful co-host again, none other than Dev, the Dynamic Wonder, our Minister of Music, Mr. A.J. Swindell. I would like to take the opportunity to thank my technical director, none other than Carter Mangan Jr. Joining Donna, featuring Sam Peasy, and the name of the song is Drop. This is her newest release, those things that of which no longer serve your purpose. What's up? This your boy Sam. Pick it, pick it, please, I'm here chilling with Donna Smith and, uh, you know, she's talking about drop. No, 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 not that type of drop, but you better drop what's holding you back. You know what? I ain't gonna even talk about it no more. Talk to him, Donna. Drop. Everything that's not of him had to let go and let God take control. Drop everything that's not of him had to let go and let God take control. I tried to do things my way, everything seems to go wrong, nothing seems to go right. To learn a lesson that God will give you the blessing when you put him first in your life. Once I gave it to him, everything worked out in my favor. I dropped everything that's not of him, had to let go and let God take control. Strip made perfect, just imagine that The more I give 
stronger, homie, that's a fact, and I never lack. I'm remaining calm. God is blessing me in the midst of a storm. Drop depression, got blessings. Drop fear, got ill. Drop envy, got happy. Drop green, now I give. Drop strife, got life. Drop malice and chill. Drop anger, got peace. Not no God will, cause I drop. Until the next time, and once again, this was a tribute to the life and ministry of Elder Eric Cameron Foster.